You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Welcome to the Hiring Line. This is episode three. My name is Scott Sheeran, bringing you today to a a good friend of mine, Tony Ranieri, CEO of Solaris Freedom. So Tony, welcome to the show. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. It's good to be here. I'm happy to happy to help any way I can. Absolutely. So, hey, tell us a little bit about Solar is Freedom and uh, what, what are you guys all about? Solar is Freedom. We are a renewable energy company. We're based out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, this year will be the largest renewable energy company, rooftop renewable energy company based out of the Midwest. We're expanding into Greenville, South Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, moving south. We're, we're, by the end of this year, we we are hoping to be installing 250 projects per month. So that's that's gonna you know be a significant increase. I mean, we've we just celebrated our 10th birthday this nice. March. So it'll be so it was it was exciting. I actually I got a Better Business Bureau accreditation letter today, and and it was been 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 an accredited business since 2013. And I was like, oh my my gosh, it's almost been it's just it's it's like it's been 10 years just since we've been an accredited with the Better Business Bureau. And so we're, I think, I think that we, we crossed over the 150 employee threshold. So, so we've, and we've been hiring rapidly. And, and so the, the rapid hiring phase during the great recession has been a challenge. So, I mean, but it's, it's been, it's been exciting to watch and, and it's, it's been a fun journey and, and we've, you know, we're hoping to be celebrating in December of 2023, we have a Christmas party already on the calendar, celebrating a, the $100 million Christmas party where Solar Freedom becomes a $100 million company next year. So, so it's, it's exciting. Yeah. We're, we're, we're just, you know, we do, we do rooftop, rooftop, renewable energy, solar PV installations, and we do residential and commercial we do ground mount systems and you know, the system cost ranges from 5,000 to, you know, anywhere from, you know, 1.9 million or $2 million projects. So we, right. you know, and those would be on the commercial side, but it's kind of a high level view of what we do and, 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 and where we came from and, you know, any, any other details in there that you want to know? So, you know, renewable energy is a hot topic today, but 10 yep. years ago, you know, and I know how time flies. My, my wife brought up earlier today that it's been 11 years since I got out of the Marine Corps. And I'm like, what? That's strange. But so now 10 years ago, what, what attracted you to this industry before it was such a hot topic? Well, we, we started off as a general contractor. So we were doing exterior home remodeling, you know, roofing, siding, gutters, windows in Cincinnati. So we were in that space for the first couple of years. And then, and then really I started, you know, making phone calls around the city of Cincinnati and, you know, Hey, I, I want to put a solar project on my house. And I couldn't even get anyone to return calls, you know, and this was many, many years ago. And so we're, we're already up on the roof. And, and then I think that back then it, it wasn't so much of a, it wasn't so much of an economic decision, but, but that's really what we, what we thought it could be. And, and I think that, that solar as an, as a economic from, from an economics perspective, you know, you're paying X every month to Duke energy or to your energy company. Mm-hmm. If you put solar on your house, you could potentially cover the whole bill and you could potentially pay less. And so that's called grid parity, where you're putting on and you're putting a solar array on your home and you're paying less per month than what, you know, than what you were paying before. And, and really, and I think another thing is that you own the energy, Um, you know, so when you make it, you own it, you're producing it at your house, you're using what you're making. 
And, and so, so solar is freedom was born out of the concept of we're, we're giving that autonomy to our, our homeowners. And so now, now moving into our, the current phase, you know, we're going to be adding battery, we're adding more and more battery technology on. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so solar is shifting from an economic decision to a necessity. You know, there were, there's been power outages in Cincinnati, widespread power outages. You know, there's actually like grid closings where energy companies in Ohio now are starting to shift power from different areas of different cities when the demand is really right. high. Right. You know, right. we had the, the ice storms in Texas where people were paying $10,000 energy bills. You know, there are more people in the hurricane strike zone in 2022 than any year in human history, more homes, you know, so, so, so really it's, it's not, you know, really at this point, we're moving away from, from it being an economic decision to it really being a necessity. And I mean, and, and there's, you know, energy prices and, and from, from electricity perspective, natural gas costs, you know, petroleum costs, they're all going through the roof. I mean, right. everyone, everyone in the United States of America is aware of what you're paying at the pump right now, or 90% of people are. And, and so we are, we are a company that can give you an alternative to, to those, those rising costs. And then if you, you know, if you, if you put a solar array on your house and you finance that system for $150 a month, you, you pay that $150 a month every month until that, that system is paid for. And then you don't have a bill anymore. You know, that the offset that you're getting from that, you know, that, that, that belongs to you. It's, 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 it's your autonomy. You own it. It's, it's, you know, it's like that, that freedom is what, is what we provide. And, and, and so that, that's, it's been it's been a it's been a drastic change from ten years ago and how people thought about renewable energy and what they think about it how people think about it today and really every every home in America every every eligible home in America is going to have an electric vehicle in the driveway they're going to have a way to turn the sunlight into energy they're going to have a way to store that they're going to have a, a, a they're going to be tied to the electrical grid or not and then they're they're going to have a, an EV charging station in their in their garage you know so all of those products are they're going to be commonplace and i think that with the great demand the electrification of the grid more electric demand where is all that electricity going to come from it's going to come from residential rooftop photovoltaic systems and and then and then we're going to transition away from fossil fuels. We're going to transition to a cleaner and a cleaner and greener economy. But the reality is, is that the demand on the electrical grid is going to be such that these products are just going to be needed and they're going to become, right. they're going to continue to become more affordable. And it's just, it's going to give you another option as opposed to big power, big energy. It's just, it's another choice. And, and, right. and it's, it's, a, it's a choice that can save you money, but it can also create safety for you too. safety and security that when my power goes out, I've got an option. You exactly. know, we, we, exactly. we installed, we installed a battery job two weeks ago. And the same day that we installed the battery, the per, the, the, per, the homeowner's power went out that night and everyone on their block was without power and their house stayed, they stayed with power all night until they went to bed. And then their yep. power came on the next day. And, yep. you know, and they, their power was on. It was, and literally it was the first day that the system was in, the power went out and it worked. It's cool stuff. It's really cool. Absolutely. No, and, and we were right there. We, we lost our power for 24 hours a couple of weeks ago. So that's probably the exact same storm you're, you're referencing. And uh, I got real frustrated because I went to Cabela's and bought a solar generator, just a tiny one. You know what I mean? Just to power a couple of little things. And 
not really knowing, not being familiar with the products, I got it home and unboxed it. And uh, sure enough, I find out that the solar panel is sold separately. So <laughs> I was pretty, pretty aggravated about that, but, but, you know, uh, Hey, live and live and learn. And I, I can just, get, I, I can get you a solar panel if you need one. <laughs> oh, well, see, I took it back already. Cause I'm like, I just thought that the solar, the panel would be integrated into the device, you know, yeah. and, uh, but whatever it's, it's all good. I'm very interested in the battery stuff too. I think that sounds, that sounds pretty awesome. So now if, you know, a fast growing company like yours, how would you describe your, your culture working there? I mean, I think, I think that the, the culture of solar is freedom has never been healthier in our company's history, more healthier than it is, you know, it's never been healthier than it is today. And, and I think, I think that, that really what we are trying to do, I think, I think what we're, what we're really trying to do is, is give every employee, you know, employee one through 150, we're trying to give every employee clarity in their role. And, and so, and so what we really want to accomplish in terms of like that hyper growth and, you know, and, and I was actually, I was talking about this with our HR director this week, you know, when, when somebody comes to us and they say, Hey, look, I've got way too much to do historically, by the time we were able to hire another person to give them help, they already had double the amount of work to do because we were, we've been growing so fast, you know, but I, th- I think that we're clearly defining you know, the city of Cincinnati. So we're in, we're in Louisville, Lexington. That's an office city of Cincinnati and then Columbus. We're in some other markets as well, but we're really trying to clearly define what the roles are that can manage the volume in that market. Mm -hmm. And so, so that's really going to be that replicatable playbook that we can then give to an expansion market. And so I, I think, I think that, that understanding your, understanding what your job is, feeling like you're feeling like you're being rewarded appropriately for the job that you do have and then and then having having in your role i really think that when you add all those things up i think that that gives i think that 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 creates a quality culture you know being in a being in a progressive organization you know because we're dabbling in developing our own technology and and being in an organization that's on the forefront of both the you know the the work life balance developing, you know, being on the forefront of developing new technology. So we're a very progressive organization. So people are very proud that they can, that they're working here. Mm-hmm. The, you know, it's, it's also, you know, we also 80% or 90% of our workforce, probably 80% of our workforce is remote, you know, so, so people get to create their own schedules. You know, we have an office in Cincinnati, but we don't demand that people come in. You know, we have a lot of fluidity in and where people can work, when they can work, as long as their jobs are being accomplished. You know, so we get, you know, we have a lot of company events. I actually, I'm going skydiving for the first time ever on Friday. And uh, and we're doing seven other of our like outstanding employees are going to, and we're doing it because we had a great sales month in May. And so, you know, we, you know, we had, you know, diamond seats and think things to encourage our team to, you know, to perform at a high level. I think that that's, you know, rewarding people for their performance. You know, I think that we have an extremely strong leadership team. I think the leadership team that we have is very well connected with the, with the folks that work underneath of them. I think mm-hmm. that the communication cascades down from me down to the my the my leadership group and then into into their teams. I think we do that really well. I think we're very fluid in terms of of where where people can work and and what their requirements are from being in the workspace. You know, coupling that with you know corporate events 
and then and then being on the forefront of a fast moving industry. There, there's a lot of pride in the Solaris Freedom Shield, you know that circle. I mean, uh, we were joking about this the other day. It's we said it's, it's the Solaris Freedom O is the big. It's the most important O in the state of Ohio. The Solaris Freedom O, the circle, is right. number one, and then the block O is number two, and which nice. is obviously not true. Uh, and and and, it's, and that's that's blasphemy for me coming well, from a from as a Buckeye, right? A Buckeye, but yeah. So, yeah, yeah. but I mean, it's just there's there's so much pride in there's so much pride in that in that Solaris Freedom logo, and, and, and the people that get to wear it every day and get to celebrate that logo. I think that there's tons of pride there. That pride is something that the whole company, the whole company understands now, you know, you know, what is it? You know, the middle of June, 2022, the, the, everyone that is, is with the company now understands that more than ever. And there's so much pride in that logo now. And, and really we're, you know, we'll, we'll be installing in all 50 States at some point. And, and I think, I think that that people see that and there's tons of growth opportunities, tons of forward mobility, you know, where we're not, we're hiring, we're promoting from within, we're not hiring from without. So that so those those are I think there's some key bullet points there. That might maybe is that maybe that's too much. No, no, actually you covered some of the questions that I was just going to follow up with if you hadn't awesome. covered them. So and we didn't get a chance to to talk about you know your personal journey. So Tony is a an Ohio State Buckeye, you're what defensive back, right? I was a, I was a walk on. I never played in a real game. Wide receiver. Wide wide receiver. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. So yeah, in my mind, I had you on the on the defensive side. So maybe uh, I probably would have been a better defender than a wide receiver. But you know, I would have. <laughs> I would have. I, I guess if you're really bad, you can always get better. So so if they right. had switched me to the other side, I probably would have been better. <laughs> So now what, what type of roles right now, are there any in particular that are just a thorn in your side? You just, you cannot find folks with certain skill sets. What's, what are you looking for the most? So highly skilled roles, master electricians, NABCEP certified, you know, you know, people with, you know, solar experience in this market, you know, with, with, with real life photovoltaic installation experience, it's definitely, you know, so when I say 80% of our workforce is remote, you know, when we put out a job offer for a remote role, we get tons of applicants. Everybody, it seems like everybody wants to, you know, stay home and, and work from home. And I think that that portion of the workforce is, it's manageable. I think that when we move into, you know, the guys that come in that that are going to be loading up our, our, you know, our company vehicles and our box trucks and our vans, and they're going out to the job sites, performing that work, you know, getting people to manage those groups getting skilled labor to manage those groups. And then, and then also with our expansion process, we need master certified electricians in, in expansion states, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, you know, Pennsylvania, Michigan, you know, so getting skilled laborers in those spaces is by far our, our biggest challenge. You know, do you guys I, generally hire those types of folks permanently, or do you generally try to use those skill sets as, as contractors or how do you normally do that as an organization? Solar is freedom wants to accomplish the maximum amount of work from, from an internal employee perspective. And so, and so now we have an extremely high standard when it comes to our installation practices. So, so when we have tried to sub out, you know, or, or when we've went out to vet uh, potential subcontractor partnerships, you know, their, their, the quality and the standard of their work is just, it just does not match what Solar Freedom is doing. 
you know, so, you know, so, so we have to bring skilled people in. And then even, even someone who's a skilled master electrician, they have to be trained on how solar's freedom is going to go and do, do work because we, we have a very special way of, of performing our work that is an extremely high standard. And so that's, it's difficult to find people that are, that are skilled enough to match that standard, but then have, have the willingness to come in and learn that, hey, look, I'm a master electrician, but I may not even know how to do things as well as what Solar's Freedom wants to accomplish. So when, you, when you're coupling that extremely high standard with our aggressive growth strategy, it, it, it's a challenge. It's, oh, a, yeah. it's a challenge. Yeah. yeah. So what, now somebody that were to come in and join one of your install teams, you know, they, they could live, I, I assume you try to recruit people that live near or somewhat near some of your offices or, or the areas where you, you, you operate the most. And you, you just travel guys to, to work sites, pay for hotels. I mean, how do you generally manage that? We have three warehouses right now and we're, we're, we'll be, we'll have a fourth in Greenville soon. So now the vast majority, like over 95% of our projects are going to be, are going to be sold within a 60 mile radius of our three offices. Okay. So, so now the challenge would be is if you live, let's just say in Cincinnati, we're on the east side of Cincinnati. If you live in Dayton, Ohio, let's say, you would have to you would have to you'd have to drive to the facility in the morning. You would meet with your team in the morning and then you'd commute to the job site. So if you live an hour away from if you live an hour away from our warehouse, then you would commute to the warehouse. You could potentially be commuting back closer to where you live right. and yep. commuting back to the warehouse. So like, but, but so getting the teams in, in the morning, having them get the equipment that they need, sending them out on the job site, you know, so the closer that you live to the warehouse facilities that we have, the less travel that you're going to do. So most right. of the guys that have succeeded have, have been, you know, the guys that we still have are live in close proximity to where our location is. And that, that just, that adds to the complexity of the hiring process because mm-hmm. you know, I, I can have a project coordinator, for example, that is the project coordinator for our Greenville office, but she works here in Cincinnati. Right. So, you know, so, so that, that is remote work. Although, you know, Alyssa comes into the office every day, not necessarily required to, but, but so, but when someone's required to be at that physical location every single day, it makes hiring more challenging. And, you know, it's just, it's more specialized because it's, right. you know, you're, you are, you're in that percentage of our employees that, that do not have the luxury of being able to work from home. You have to go and get the work done at, at the property. Exactly. Now, folks that are in those kind of roles, what, what do you, what do they expect to earn if they're, if they're highly productive in a given year? So we have, we have four positions and I would have to, I would have to just pull up what the introductory rates are for each of those four roles, but we have a, we have a ground boss, we have a, a junior installer, a senior installer, and then an electrician that would be part of each team. So, so we would hire those four roles. Now I will say, although I don't know the salary ranges off the top of my head, I will say that the ground boss role, the intro, the introductory role isn't necessarily, you have to come in with a, with a high level of sophisticated training or PV experience. So we are hiring people that are skilled in a, you know, it could be skilled in another area that we can bring in and we can train them to, you know, to, to, with, with the other trades inside of the organization. So we do, there is an element to our company where we can bring in people and then, and then let them grow and learn inside of the organization. Perfect. That's perfect. 
Awesome. So uh, yeah, that, that's that's awesome. So I appreciate that insight. And like I said, I think this is a, a wonderful mechanism to give people who maybe had never considered your industry, you know, or let alone your company to maybe get sort of a, a, a glance at what it might be like, you know, within the walls and doing the work and, and living day, day to day. So I appreciate oh, you I, taking that time. Well, Scott, I, I will say, and one, one more quick thing I'll say yeah, on yeah. that is that, is that, you know, one of the criticisms, and, and I don't hear this so much anymore, but one of the criticisms of the renewable energy space is, is that the renewable energy space is, was cannibalizing, you know, jobs of people that were working in other industries, like, you know, the non-renewable energy or fossil fuel industry. And then, so someone says, well, I'm at this age or this skill set, and, and I can't get my foot in the door with renewable energy. I'm being moved out of a job. And so, so we, we intentionally created non-skilled positions that can be, that you can come in and you can be trained on specifically because of that reason. Right. Oh, that's perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's a common thing. I mean, that, that's just what happens in markets. I mean, I was actually I was talking a couple of days ago with, with a, an IT executive and we had that same conversation about what the IT revolution 20, 30 years ago did to the engineering space in general, just from a talent standpoint. So everybody who, you know, 40 years ago, you would have studied mechanical engineering or electrical engineering in school and all those same sort of folks and that same sort of talent pool with those sort of personalities instead went to IT, you know? So now it's the the same, you know, you still need all the same mechanical engineers and the manufacturing engineers. And I, I agree 150%. And I think, you know, we want, you know, we, we want to try, we want to defeat as an organization, we want to try to defeat some of the common misconceptions with renewable energy as a whole. And the renewable energy is trying to bully industries out or, or change the way that people are using energy. And I think that that's true, that we're trying to change the way that people use energy, not that we're trying to bully people. That's, that, that part's not true. I think that we are trying to change the way people use energy, but the reality is, is that there's going to be such an extreme demand on the grid, the structure, the, the, utility, the, the, the transformers and the utility lines, when as the, 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 the fleet becomes electrified, more and more of more and more American and international auto manufacturers are putting hard deadlines on when they're electrifying their full fleet. There's going to be such an extreme demand on the grid. We're going to need everybody to get to work to make right. enough to make enough energy. So this isn't solar companies versus Duke Energy or versus First Energy or AEP or you know. Solar's Freedom has to work in conjunction, in conjunction with Duke Energy, right. not in opposition to it. Right. So, so we're going to have to put these systems in. We're going to have to electrify our vehicles. We're going to have to move away from fossil fuels together. We're going to have to put more solar farms in. We're going to have to put more microgrids, battery technology, storage. You know, All of these things are all going to work together to revolutionize the way that energy gets consumed in the United States. And this, this is not a this is not a one-stop shop, one-stop solution. This isn't this isn't the old way versus the new way. This is a transition to a communal new way. But I will say that it's never going to make sense for a big plant to make a bunch of energy and then send it to you at your house when you when you can make that energy that you need on your own property. You can store it at your own property. You don't have to then go fill up at the pump five or six dollars a gallon you don't have and they don't have to watch your energy bill go up 40 50 60 percent in a year like all of the energy rates in our area are going mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. you don't have to watch that all you have to do 
is watch the sun come up in the morning. You can charge your own house. You create your own solution. And, and so, but that solution is, is a solution at the individual level. And it's right. not, it's not in opposition to what, what big energy and do, you know, what, what corporate energy is trying to accomplish. Right. And it won't be because of the demand on the grid. It, well, exactly. And it, so it's a distributive approach to solving exactly. the problem, you know, as opposed, right. And, and that's, in, in my opinion, that's always a better way to do things, whether it's decision-making or productivity or anything else, you're always going to get better results if everybody is, contributing productively. Yeah. So yep. that's perfect. That is absolutely perfect, man. So that's awesome. So I, you know, I know it's, we're almost at four o'clock here and definitely appreciate your time. And, uh, and like I said before, as, as you continue to evolve and grow new opportunities come up, then by all means, you know, feel free to let me know. We'll schedule another, another time and get you on another episode. You know, I, I I'm happy to help and it's great to see you. I haven't seen you in a little while. I know, um, man. I, know. I feel honored and blessed that that anyone would think that anything that I would have to say would be interesting enough yep. to that somebody <laughs> would want to listen. It's great to be here. Thank you, Scott. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tony. Talk to you soon. Cheers. See you. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.